Welcome to another episode of One-on-One with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. Patrick. How's it going? I'm great. And you? I'm okay. Yeah, I can't complain. Well, pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you as well. That's a looks like a pretty uh sweet home you got there. It's uh Oh yeah, it's it's um it's uh 14th century listed building. Wow. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. So, that's sweet. So that's very cool. How'd you end up with that? Have you had that like your whole life or it's rented? Oh, okay. Yeah. I just just wonder. Can you see out the window? I can, can yeah. 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 So right across from the pub. That's beautiful. What more could you need? So um, uh why don't uh why don't we get started, Philip? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're uh at with your web design journey so far? Okay. I, I want to start off by being a bit cheeky, Patrick. That's a lot. I'm 56 years old. How old are you? I am 31. You're 31. In 2005, maybe it was 2004, that's the first time I built a website. I've, I've, run, I've run my removals business since 2002. Um, so yeah, that's the first time I built a website and I got it straight to the top of Google, top of the first page straight away. Really? Uh, that's awesome. So how did you uh, yeah. build the, how'd you build the site? With some cheap, cheapest chips, 10 pound site builder that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, a lot has changed since then. Yes. Um, so since then I I've, given up on building sites i've got other people to do it i've got frustrated that i can't get exactly what i want um so i've done it myself and about 14 months ago i started going back into building websites again so one one of the sites i gave you the link to I've built that. I know it's got some things that are rough around the edges there, but I built that and it ranks well. So it doesn't rank at the top of Google, but it ranks on the first page for about five different search terms. Nice. So, so what I, I, I've got that pretty much sus that, you know, okay, you can't give anyone a guarantee that you can get to the top of Google for them, but, I know what, what the difference between two sites that appear to be identical, one ranks, the other doesn't. I, I kind of worked out a lot of the differences um, there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you got the fundamentals down well, I'm well enough so that. that. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so are you bringing in any customers through that? No, no, no. Um, it was only two months ago that I, I wasn't really thinking that I'm going to go for a big change in direction. Mm. So two, two, two months ago, the, the second site, the Wolf Designs one I gave you the link to, that didn't exist. That wasn't there at all. So um, I've built that quite recently. Um, so my 25-year-old son has a business and um, it made sense to, to give him a website, but he doesn't need a website that badly. So, okay. so you're you know, just kind of toying around and getting some practice? Well, I've built him a website. He hasn't even um, sorted any products. It's, it's a WooCommerce site. He hasn't even sorted the products out, even though the site's been up about three weeks, maybe four <laughs> weeks it's been up. Sounds very unappreciative. Well, <laughs> there you go. He, he's doing really well. He's really busy at work. Um, his business is going great. So, oh, okay. you know, he, he's not, he's not uh, worried about that. So he'll get round to it. He will, but there you All go. All right. Um, so if you are doing pretty well, you know how to build websites, you even know how to do a bit of SEO, uh, what yeah. do you need me for? The, the biggest thing about starting a new business is getting your first customer. So, and I'm not talking about getting them to phone you and say, can I book you? I'm talking about them leaving a positive review on your page or your Google my business page, them saying, thank you very much. You did really well. Great. Blah, blah. Um, that, that, you know, once you've got to that stage, um, you've still got the stabilizers on, you know, the bicycle has still got the stabilizers on, but I think what's going through my mind is I probably work out how to get sales leads that, first contact whether it's by email or by telephone that first contact can you build a website for me if i'm uh, moving house for someone as a removals contractor about one percent somewhere between one and five percent of the customers are ideal customers about you know about one or five percent of them have got all of their small things packed in boxes, all of their, they, they know the deal. They've moved lots of times before and they don't ask any stupid questions and they don't phone you 20 times between the time they booked and moving day. And, but the other 95% are imperfect customers. That's a nice so way to put it. <laughs> it. It's well, it's obvious to me that, you know, I've got 19 chances out of 20, probably 99 chances out of 100, that the first customer is not the perfect customer. Firstly, it occurs to me that he's going to phone up and say, can you build me a website? Yeah, I've looked at your site. I've seen that you've got some sample sites. I say, yeah, what about the photographs and the text? And he says, what? And all of a sudden you're into researching keywords, you're into writing content, you're into stock photographs or taking photographs for him. But I might be wrong about that. You, you might turn around and tell me that, no, none of them are like that. They all turn up with perfect content and a clear idea of what they want. And so that's really my question is, is 
this hypothetical first contact with the customer what are they likely to ask are they likely to ask for content are they likely to ask for photographs are they likely to ask for seos it seems to me quite obvious that they're bound to ask for hosting but maybe they they you get the odd one that says no i don't want hosting i go i want my own hosting yeah so good questions uh i would say first off it really depends on who your ideal client is and what type of client you're going after uh, and how you're drawing in these leads. So all of my leads come through SEO, through uh, my high rankings in Google for a bunch of keywords. Okay. People find me and they submit contact form, request a quote. Now, uh, the keywords that I rank for and that I targeted are specifically centered around uh, small business owners that sure. tend to look for affordable web design. So that puts me right away uh, in the general mindset of most of my leads. So affordability so, so, is an issue. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I decided to target um, small businesses, business startups, and do small affordable websites for them. And then I typed, uh, so you want to be a web designer question mark into youtube and i found your video and I, that's how i found you so i'd already decided to to go for that type of client before i found you perfect so, so, so you're so that you're going to be a targeting a similar client so okay so i'll tell you yeah. a little bit about their mindset we know affordability is going to be amongst the top uh issues for them they don't have a okay. large budget that tells you a lot because a smaller budget is going to put more constraints on the project. Yeah. Uh, it's also likely going to mean that they won't know much about web design. They won't know a lot okay. about all the stuff you mentioned, the technical details. Yeah. Um, because usually the type of person that knows that stuff already will a either attempt to build their own website or B yeah. uh, will be part of a larger company, like perhaps a part of a marketing team, and we'll have a specific, oh, a specific criteria of what type of web designer they're going to be looking for. So okay. for the type of leads you and I are targeting, you're looking, they're going to be looking for affordability and, and they don't, and lack of knowledge of web design in general. So okay. that will be your challenge is really explaining clearly and translating your knowledge. Okay. To something that they can understand and can, um, basically visualize because this is a difficult thing to sell web design. It's, it's all digital. There's no tangible product. So people don't know what they're paying for. There's a wide range of quotes and prices and it's extremely confusing. Um, if I, you know, if I ask you to renovate my kitchen, I you know I have a clear result of paying this amount for this, this, and this, I see every step of the way as the kitchen's being, being remade and rebuilt. And then I see yeah. the final product. Whereas with the digital side of it, all they see is the, the final product. They don't really know all the stuff that's going into it, how much work it really involves. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be your, one of your biggest challenges is kind of communicating that, helping them understand yeah. if I'm charging you 500, 800, $1,500, this is what you're getting. And this is the difference between the different prices. They're not necessarily likely to ask for anything on the list of things that I put on that email to you 
they're not likely to know the difference between keyword research and SEO and the difference between hosting and getting a domain name and they really need educating on all of the little fine details. Yeah, it's like you said, it's a difference between 95% of your leads and, and the 5%, you know, about 5% end up being your ideal client where they're like, I want this, 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 bang, bang, bang. I can spend this much. What do you got for me? And you just, yeah. then it's, it's like a dream. Those are your dream clients. Um, but that's okay. not our role as web designers for 95% of people. We have to help them understand what it is they need based on what they're looking for. What, what, what features, uh, what capabilities, what calls to action, what would best suit them for uh, what they need, what's the objective of the website and reality is what their budget is because you can build a, you can build a lead generating website for a few hundred bucks, a basic one page cool. landing page. Um, and you can also make it a, a big 10 page website that generates leads as well, but has more additional features and might generate yeah, yeah. a better quality lead, you know, just as an example. Sure. So well, yeah, that, yeah. That, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that because, because my removals company website has got about five identical pages and they, they are landing pages for different towns or okay. city so so the, they're designed to rank well naturally in those places and also you know not make the customer think oh this is a firm from out of town yeah that's so, good so you so you do have a you do have a more advanced knowledge of seo than most uh web designers or, or web designers that are starting out that i speak to so that's good uh you know i, I myself have multiple landing pages depending on the product or service Sure. One thing you want to watch out for is Google is starting to catch on to the location-based landing pages. So okay. if you're if, if you're going to do that, just ensure that there's an, enough of the copy of the content itself is different for each page. Like you, you kind of rewrite, rewrite certain wordings or phrases, paragraphs, because if you just basically duplicate the content and then just yeah. change the city name, yeah. that has worked for quite a while. But Google, I think about six months ago, they're like, the jig is up. We're going to start. They don't I, see I, that as a, a valuable uh, context to uh, I, I've been through loads of mental effort to sort that out. Oh, you've done it already. Well, I, I've got, um, of those five pages that I mentioned, two of them at the bottom of the page have got what I've called a, a relocation guide. And that's basically a link fest. It's, it's, a, it's a paragraph saying, you know, if you're out of town and you're moving to this town, um, you know, this is a guide. And it goes into the, the council, the schools, rubbish collection, parking, awesome. restaurants. I've, I've just really gone to town on it. Um, because, you know, I understand that worry. Uh, and the, you know that's done re done me really well with the ranking. That's great. That's yeah. great. Good job. Well, basically, you know, I've just done better than anyone else. There you go. It's well, uh, it's simple. It's hard work, yeah. but it's simple. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and most it's, people are not willing to put in the hard work, right? Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a, a lot a lot about it, but um, 
getting that person they want they know they want a website they've answered my advert or they've seen my beautifully ranked natural website and they've contacted me and likely to get and you know th that's really what, what i'm concerned about is um are you worried about your ability to communicate these things to your, to your ideal client well i i've been going around in circles with this thing this whole thing for about two months and about three weeks ago i discovered scalable vector graphics i i just sort of assumed that mad nerdy people liked making icons in their bedrooms ah yeah but, but that used to be the case not anymore well guess what you you can um you can not only um download ink inkscape make yourself a logo but you can put you can minify the svg and you can put it in line with the html and all of a sudden you can do a whole pile of really smart stuff that i thought was you know really smart but actually it's quite easy to do um so i spent you know quite a long time learning that and it might be useful to know how often that comes up and what do i want do i want to learn to do it myself do i want to have a white label third party person that i go to to make logos you know what's the likelihood that someone comes to me with a they, they want a website and they say oh yeah we've got a logo we've got pictures or what's the likelihood that they they're going to turn around and say actually we haven't got anything i haven't got a clue yeah. um so if they all turn around and say we haven't got a clue well that's a huge area of the business that you know wants to be addressed oh absolutely so, no you're going to so find that uh, there's a great opportunity to uh basically upsell your services and include a lot of these other services i'll, I'll tell you a bit like 90 percent of my clients don't have a logo for example when they come to me they're they're just starting out so uh, a lot of the additional services that they could use like graphic design, logo design. Absolutely. You'd want to have something set up. Even if you don't want to get into custom logo design yourself, sure. it, might make, it might make sense to have a, a freelancer on hand to handle that service, part of your service for you. And then you so, can. So 90% of small businesses are coming to you and saying, we, we've got no brand. We've got no image. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say 80 to 90% don't have any yeah. kind of logo or branding. That's just starting out for me personally so 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 that that's a biggie you know you you can sure. um you you can spend thirty thousand pounds buying a logo if if you're cadbury's or you know <laughs> if you're Walmart or you know seriously right but again we have to think about who your client is they're looking for affordability right sure sure so, so it's, again that's their mindset that's who you're targeting yeah. So if you want to get someone that's going to pay thirty thousand pounds for a logo, you gotta you know target a different a different type of client. Well, my my son went on to Fiverr, and he got a logo for his website um, from someone in Bangladesh, and it costs less than ten pounds. Yeah, so, those exist. Is he happy with it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, I I wouldn't have done any better. 
he, he got what he wanted. Uh, not only that, but he, he was able to say, well, you've given me four options. I want a mixture of option two and option four. And that was all included. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like uh, the, the democratization of web design and, and graphic design, a lot of these online uh, services has been yeah. astronomical, especially in the last five years. Uh, like getting a logo made for 10 bucks was never even remotely possible. Now sure. there's a very good chance. I, pre- I can pretty much guarantee that, that, the, that, that designer didn't draw anything by hand. Like he didn't create this thing by hand, but what he likely did was took resources and parts from these online tools that you see and put things yeah. together, adjust color. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially, you know, you get what you no, pay I'm for free. you can, cause you can still pay, like you said, you could pay 30,000 pounds for a logo and get like a full you know a full brand basically and a full you have a whole marketing team based around i mean i still think that's way too much for any company but they pay people pay that companies pay that um but that's where the range of of prices come for for services but for the opportunity for small business owners and freelancers and and newbies to get online and get this type of high quality work has never been better Mm, that's that's really worth thinking about it's you know i mean it's it's only this year that that's been slowly uh you know going into my mind i've i've not thought about it but um i i've come across you know i watch quite a lot of stuff on youtube and and maybe the odds um hang out and that kind of stuff and someone on a, a chat room was saying yeah, you know, we, we, for years we've just been going to Indonesia and getting getting content written and then selling it to America. Mm. And you know, it's uh, it's amazing when you think about it. But yeah, so that in particular that has been done for years and that got people's rankings boosted. Uh, that unfortunately is no longer like that's gone. That era is gone for SEO. Um, it won't cut mm. it anymore. If you want to rank for uh, for challenging and target keywords, like high keywords, high traffic keywords, yeah. uh, you got to be producing really good quality content. And the reality is, mm. uh, it's not that you can't find great quality content from those parts of the world. It's just that they've specialized in doing cheap, doing cheap content for a long sure. time. And cheap content doesn't cut it anymore. So okay. for me personally, I write all of my blog posts, I create all my content myself. I make the videos, I make the podcast because uh, there is no substitute for your expertise and your knowledge and your voice. You know, sure. you, I could I could try to go out there and hire a ghostwriter to yeah. write this blog post for me based on the criteria mm-hmm. I've given him or her, but it's not yeah. going to come across the same way. And a lot of people tell me, the big reason why they found my content or they love my content is that they, they feel the connection with me directly. The way I write sounds like how I talk. It's very personal. People connect okay. to that. And that's, mm. that's just coming down to, to developing your skill as a writer and as a storyteller. If you can get really good at copywriting. That is the most valuable skill right now, even more than SEO. Cause you, you can get a website to rank really well in Google, but that's only one piece of the puzzle bringing people to your website is just one piece of the puzzle. Once they're there, you have to find a way to convert them into a customer. So you see lots of websites that get tons of traffic, but they're not getting any revenue from it or not enough because once you get there, 
uh, it's just not optimized for conversions. The writing, the copy is boring. The images are full of just generic stock photos. There's no custom yeah. vector illustrations. There's no, it's not visual. The user experience isn't very good. There's a whole other uh, level to converting customers, not just SEO. So if you can get really good at writing, copywriting, especially storytelling, man, people pay a lot of money for that. Okay. Hmm. It seems to me that there's a, a great big trend of putting updraw on your website. I don't know if you're familiar with updraw. Updraw? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, but you, you will see these websites. They've all got graphics with people. Tip, typically uh, a graphic of someone sitting at a, a desk with a computer in front of them drinking coffee looking like they're having a nice day at work so like an illustration like a vector yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah so um, there is the, everywhere that's so that's the thing that's the dangers of the democratization of this stuff right because yeah, it's yeah. more affordable and accessible than ever before what you're gonna start seeing is that so many websites are gonna look the same and they're gonna sure. all they're gonna start all you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to spot every single website that's used exactly which one of these tools or images. You're like, I know where you got that. And the problem with yeah. that is there's, that's lazy. They're not, they're not putting in the effort to, it's good to use those resources, but use them as a foundation and yeah. then customize them and tailor them to the message you're trying to share on your website. You can't just take the image and just plop in your site. And like, even if it's a really beautiful quality illustration, uh, people are, people are starting to grow numb to seeing the same things over and over. I can't, yeah. I can't believe how many, that's a good point. Cause I can't believe how many, um, SaaS companies like software as a service, yeah. they all have the same look and feel the same colors. It's like white with a bright off color, purple or green or something with the, yeah. and like the wavy bubble look. And then that, yeah, like yeah. that illustration of some person typing at their desk with a coffee. Like it's so generic now. Sure. And that used to be, a gorgeous custom website like five years ago, but now it's, yeah. it's been so it's become so accessible that people are just taking the lazy way out. So that's going to, that'll start to rebound and that'll, mm. that's why it's never, it's never been more important to really get good at looking unique and getting a, a unique message and getting good at the writing aspect of it. Okay. Hmm. I suppose your, your small local business isn't going to be worried about that they're just going to be worried about you know let's make a start how can we make a start cheaply right so that's where the the disconnect can come and that's where you have to where i try to tailor my offerings to people based on their budget based on their current needs and circumstances yeah and i've turned down lots of people you know they say i need this this and this and here's my budget and i just like i'm sorry but that's not possible i can't do that for that cheap and frankly you're not going to get the results you want at that price you know it's sure. going to require if you want if that's the result you want or expect you're going to have to invest this much it's going to require this amount of investment so i'm always very honest and transparent i've turned away a lot i've turned away some really well-paying clients too because uh either a i feel like they would be trouble clients that would <laughs> take up way too much of my time and mm. wouldn't even be worth the high amount of money i would get or B, I was, even with the significant investment they're willing to do, it still wasn't enough. Uh, 
for what they wanted to achieve with it. Because um, some people want to go after some very, very highly competitive keywords. And SEO has never been more competitive than it is sure. now. And it's changing a lot. It's changing quickly. Google is, they're even slowly starting to phase out organic results in the first place. You're, you're, if you look at, if you Google anything and look at what comes up, the vast majority of space is now taken up with ads, people that pay yeah, yeah. to show up at the top. And that's what Google wants because they don't get any money for uh, ranking you or I for free. <laughs> they want us to pay to show up at the top, you know? So that's, that'll probably come in the next couple of years. That's going to be a whole new era of challenge, but that's why people need to diversify and have content like on YouTube because uh, mm. Google prioritizes video content. Now when you search stuff, even podcasts, yeah. they're starting to show podcast episodes and audio clips in results. Um, Google, my business, you mentioned it earlier, extremely mm. important local businesses, especially yeah, yeah. if you're a local business, you need to have a Google, my business page and get reviews. Cause that sure. is going to prioritize. Google's going to see that and prioritize it for their local search. So that's extremely important as well. But yeah, yeah. SEO is constantly evolving. Google's changing their algorithm like every six months. It's not an easy so, game. So go, going back to what you were saying about advertising, mm. um, I think it's, it's uh, 1.7 Canadian dollars to the pound. Ouch. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm not sure, but I think that's the case. Yeah, it probably is. So, um, in 2011, I was spending two thousand pounds a month, which is three thousand four hundred Canadian dollars, on advertising for my removal company. And what and were the results? Of that money went to a lead generator, who then sent the money on to Google. Okay, and what was your ROI? Did you get a lot of uh, customers? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we were a busy company, yeah. Yeah, okay. we, we, did, we did lots of lots of stuff. That's great. Uh, I've, I've got a knackered back to show for it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. hence, hence the change in your line of work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. But any, anyway, um, I, I, I get it. You know, advertising is really important, and, and Google just makes money hand over fist i mean you know yeah i i'm i'm paying or i'm bidding 20 pounds which is 34 dollars for a click for a removal company for one click yeah oh uh, yeah but that's the bid that's not what i pay i on average i would pay about half that okay but on occasion, I would pay $34 yeah, for it. because you have to be willing to. That's the whole point of the bid, right? As it gets more competitive. Yeah, and, and it depends on who's competing with you and the, the, what the customer types in and, and all of that. So, yeah, I, I really get that bit. That's, that's a big, big deal. But, um, and that's okay because, like, you know, especially small business owners, they don't really – a lot of people don't look at spending money – or like for something like advertising in the right way, you could spend $10,000 a month on advertising as long as you're making 20,000 from it, right? The whole point is, is to get a return on it. You could spend 100,000 every month as long as you're getting 200,000 in rent, like then it's worth it, you're making a profit. Yeah. So it's not so much 
the issue of like, yeah, it is getting, I guess it's becoming less accessible. Like most small business owners can't afford to do Google AdWords anymore. They can't, usually they can't afford to, to pay 30 to 40 bucks a click unless they at least have some, it'd be nice to have a guarantee that you're going to get a return on it. But if they go one or two months spending a thousand dollars each month and they're only getting a few hundred dollars in return, that would put people, a lot of people under, you know, when you're first I, I starting out. I think it depends on, on particularly which business you're in, whether you're talking Absolutely. about dentists or mm -hmm. lawyers or, you know, um, pr prob probably someone that's got a little florist shop, they're not going to be spending that much money. But um, someone right. that's a lawyer will be. Or web design. Web design is expensive. Right. Yeah, it's very competitive. It's very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I decided to go the SEO route when I started out, I, I decided to take the long-term strategy. Uh, I saw the value for SEO. If you can get yourself to rank for good keywords, it is a lead generating machine that is essentially free at this point. It takes very little for me to maintain and, and update to keep my rankings high. Um, and that's how I, my business grew. That's how I get all my leads. That's how people find me. That's how you found me through YouTube, right? Creating content. Yeah. 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 But, but you don't like Facebook. Hate Facebook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I listen, I know a lot of people are making money off Facebook. Um, I don't like social media in general. I've kind of sworn off it. Uh, the only last tool I still use is LinkedIn because I yeah. still get some value from LinkedIn, but even that is becoming, it's starting to turn into Facebook. <laughs> it's supposed to be a professional social media network, uh, but it's turning into memes and, and politics and all kinds of stuff that I don't want to get into. I, you know, um, and so, and with Facebook in, Facebook in particular, their business practices and the way they just, what they do with people's data. And I just, I hate their whole business model. It's just a personal thing, but I get that there's opportunities to make money on it. And I also don't like, I just don't like how they do things. I don't like that they built this massive user base, the yeah. whole concept of it being free. And they get all of these businesses to get these pages where they're getting customers to like their page and subscribe to follow their updates. And then one day they just decide, you know what? All those people that uh, already are subscribed to you, you're going to have to pay for them to see your posts. It doesn't matter if they already like your page or just subscribe to you. And okay. so, and that's what they have the power to do. All these platforms do. Google has the same ability to do that. They can change whenever, yeah. whatever they want. But Facebook, Facebook just feels particularly dirty to me. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like it. Okay. So that's me personally. But if you get, if you can get into Facebook ads, I hear a lot of people are doing quite well with them. Then Facebook yeah, makes a ton of money. I think that you can advertise much cheaper than on Google, but I don't really know. Um, but what, what I use Facebook for personally is specialized groups. Yes. So, yeah. Community. So I, I, I'm using the oxygen site builder and the, the, the specialized group for oxygen site builder users, which is run by the people that invented oxygen. Um, that is just gold. Valuable. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, you, you, you more or less can't use oxygen with, with, without it because it, it, it's really super versatile. So it's easy to trip over making something 
um, act in a certain way and you didn't know what went wrong or whatever and you know once a month there is a there's a post on there saying oh my I've just put a website up and the width is wrong on mobile what's all that about and you know there's always an answer for that and so so you get really good technical stuff there really good but yeah. and other Facebook groups as well you know I, I get I'm on an SEO one as well and the, there's there's a few people that run SEO ones and because I've paid attention to them I've I've worked out you know the difference between something that ranks and something that doesn't yeah no there's there's community groups are are fantastic I learned a lot from them as well um, there's a lot of different platforms where you can find those things when I was on Facebook like five six years ago I was a, a part of a bunch of groups so I get what you're saying uh, those are always valuable. I just wish that you could access those without actually getting the rest of the junk of Facebook. I just want the groups, you know? So I, I found something similar, like on LinkedIn, I, I connect with a lot of SEO, high level SEO people. I learn tons of stuff from them and uh, yeah, community. Like and That's why I built my own uh, community as well. That's separate from any social media platform. I control everything. I, ho I host it. Uh, so then I don't have to worry about algorithm changes or you know the platform sure. isn't like oh you got to pay twenty dollars per post now if you want everybody to see like <laughs> i want it to be free for everybody forever and and i have full control over it yeah mm. so uh we have about five more minutes do you have any more questions for me any other concerns um no but i'll i'll go through that email that i sent you and and maybe may, maybe we'll we'll quickly um just rush through all of this and see see what you think sure. so you're saying that that small businesses that want websites 90 percent of them 80 percent want some sort of branding logo design because they haven't got that yet yes for our ideal client yes i would say that's the case 80 or 90 percent do they also want um stock photos or have they got their own photos or they will never have their own photos, almost never. So they will expect you to provide those, but they also won't mention it. It's not something that they're not, they rarely are just like, how many, how many photos are included? It's not really, it's unlimited. That's just what every website provides now or should. Okay. So, so you, and um, hosting, they just expect you to do that and sort a domain out for them. Not necessarily. I would actually say a large number of clients either already have hosting or would like to host it elsewhere. But that comes down okay. to, because my hosting services are specialized. They're, they are a premium service. They're more than just hosting. It's hosting and, and like management. So it's like okay. uh, managed, it's like managed hosting, they call it. So. Yeah, I understand. You've, yeah. you've host, not all hosting is the same and some is faster no. than others, especially. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I have my own dedicated server. So that's uh, very high performance, fast. And I keep, you know, the website up to date, plugins, security, all that stuff, daily backups, that's included in it. But some people want the cheapest, so they go to Bluehost for like three bucks or whatever. <laughs> okay, so you're going to give me the same answer for this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Content writing and keyword research. They, a small business that comes to you for a website, they haven't thought about the content and they haven't thought about... Um, what what their customers might be searching for that's biggest, also the case 
biggest challenge by far is getting copy, getting content from the client. So I try to make it as simple as possible. They understand their business and their product way better than I could. So I ask them at the very least, if they can send me an outline of what the page would look like a rough draft so that I can get an idea of the product service, what they're offering, and then I can fine tune it and make it attractive and, and interesting. So the so base, an outline would be great. So perhaps sending them a questionnaire might, might be wise so that you can just glean information about their business so that you can write it. It could. Yeah. Uh, I've chosen not to do that because I find the more documents you send people, the more they get overwhelmed and just don't bother replying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I try to keep it conversational and I just okay. make the, and I take the notes myself. So if it takes a 20 minute, uh, call phone call and you just chat about things and I write things sure. down. Okay. This, 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 and this, you got to make it like super simple for people because otherwise they'll get overwhelmed and just won't bother with the site at all. Don't make them think. Don't make them think they don't have to. <laughs> okay. So none of them ask for a setup of their Google, my business page. Cause they don't know about it. They don't know about it. So that's on you. You gotta, you gotta tell them that's important. And that's a, okay. a particularly frustrating thing because you can't do it for them because it's tied to their Google account. Yeah. So you don't have access or permission to that. They have to set up the page on their own. Sure. So you'd kind of have to just highlight how important it is, if especially if they're a local business. Right. Okay. And presumably then they're also not thinking about Google analytics and tag manager and pay-per-click advertising, unless they're a special cookie. Unless they're a special cookie, yeah. Right, okay. Right, so that's, I don't know how many of the five minutes got used up there, but... No, keep going, let's let's finish them up. Well, no, I'm just, just saying that, you know, re really, they, they want a sort of everything to do with the website, and they just need educating about... So really, yeah. if you've got a small business... If you're targeting small businesses, you want to educate them as much as you can. Absolutely. And that's why all my content is centered around that. My blog posts, my videos. Uh, okay. I try to, to create content that educates people about web design, but also their, what they will need in their website that they're going to, that they're looking to build. So that, sure. and, then, and then I can be like, so this is all the stuff you need. Why don't you let me do it for you? And I have like called up action to do that stuff. So. Them. Yeah. yeah but then then they turn around and say well we've only got tap and saipany to pay you <laughs> yeah well then that's a different conversation <laughs> yeah. then i i try to help i also have content about building it for free or doing like i have that, that you can go that route um sure. I, total, I totally get it i when i started out i had no cash to hire someone so i mm. learned how to do everything myself just like you're doing you google you youtube you, you yeah. consume a ton of content and then you just practice. And that's what I did. Mm. So I respect that if anyone wants to do that. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, I'm super grateful for your time, Patrick. No problem, Philip. This is fun. Good. I Good. love your place, man. It's, uh, it looks so cool. To, I don't know what it would be like to live in a place that's that old. Is it 14th century, you said? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's really... Um, yeah super old and when it was built it was um a, a real posh house when it yeah. was built but um yeah it's it's not anymore but yeah um, 
on this uh, on this side of the pond, it's uh, everything's pretty new. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, I'm fortunate to live here, but um, there's there's a lot of old stuff, as as you know, if you've been to Canterbury. Yeah. No, I lo- I love uh, England. I love Europe in general. I've, I've been a few times in different countries. It's uh, yeah, lots of history. It's interesting. Sure. All right, Philip. Uh, thanks for stopping by. If you uh, have any questions in the future or thoughts or concerns, be sure well, to yeah. uh, to thank, reach out. Thank you. I'm on your group. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So I'll see you there. <laughs> All right. See you there. All right. Take care, yeah. Philip. Thanks ever so much, Patrick. No problem. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to have a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me and be the next guest on the podcast, just click the link in the description and submit your info. Keep up the good work.